You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM, program Reflections uh, with your host Zubair Akram and uh, my guest Sheikh Ridwan. Uh, today is Sunday, 10th of May, 16th of Ramadan, uh, 17th uh, for people who started on Friday. Uh, and iftar today is going to be at 9.21, time just now is 2 minutes past 8. Uh, and as always, inshallah, we'll start with um, um, a section from Surah um, Kahf, 18th Surah of Qur'an. Uh, which we chose right at the start of this month that we will be covering the main themes of Surah Kahf, um, starting from the story of uh, the seven sleepers um, and then the story of uh, the garden owners. And now we are just about to start, inshallah, uh, the story of uh, Azad Musa, salam, how he went on to this journey of learning uh, the, learning new things which will be revealed later how we can categorize that form of knowledge and that branch of knowledge so let's go to uh, the section today uh, it's uh, Arabic and its meaning and a discussion with Sheikh Rizwan after this <laughs> In the name of Allah, the absolutely merciful, the especially merciful. وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِفَتَاهُ لَا أَبْرَحُ حَتَّى أَبْلُغَ مَجْمَعَ الْبَحْرَيْنِ أَوْ أَمْضِيَ حُقُبًا And when Moses said to his boy servant, I will not give up until I reach the junction of the two seas, or I spend years and years in traveling. فَلَمَّا بَلَغَا مَجْمَعَ بَيْنِهِمَا نَسِيَا حُوتَهُمَا فَاتَّخَذَ سَبِيلَهُ فِي الْبَحْرِ سَرَبًا But when they reached the junction of the two seas, they forgot their fish, and it took its way through the sea as in a tunnel. فَلَمَّا جَاوَزَا قَالَ لِفَتَاهُ آتِنَا غَدَاءَنَا لَقَدْ لَقِينَا مِن سَفَرِنَا هَذَا نَصَبًا So when they had passed further on, Moses said to his boy servant, Bring us our morning meal. Truly we have suffered much fatigue in this journey of ours. قال أرأيت إذ أوينا إلى الصخرة فإني نسيت الحوت وما أنسانيه إلا الشيطان أن أذكره واتخذ سبيله في البحر عجبا He said, Do you remember when we betook ourselves to the rock? I indeed forgot the fish. None but Satan made me forget to remember it. It took its course into the sea in a strange way. Moses said, That is what we have been seeking. So they went back, retracing their footsteps. فَوَجَدَا عَبْدًا مِّنْ عِبَادِنَا 
آتَيْنَاهُ رَحْمَةً مِّنْ عِنْدِنَا وَعَلَّمْنَاهُ مِنْ لَدُنَّا عِلْمًا Then they found one of our servants, unto whom we had bestowed mercy from us, and whom we had taught knowledge from us. قَالَ لَهُ مُوسَى هَلْ أَتَّبِعُكَ عَلَىٰ Moses said to him, May I follow you so that you teach me something of that knowledge which you have been taught? He said, Verily, you will not be able to have patience with me. And how can you have patience about a thing which you know not? Moses said, If Allah will, you will find me patient, and I will not disobey you in anything. قَالَ فَإِنِ اتَّبَعْتَنِي فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِي عَنْ شَيْءٍ حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا He said, Then if you follow me, ask me not about anything till I myself mention it to you. فَانْطَلَقَ حَتَّى إِذَا رَكِبَا فِي السَّفِينَةِ خَرَقَهَا قَالَ أَخَرَقْتَهَا لِتُغْرِقَ أَهْلَهَا لَقَدْ جِئْتَ شَيْئًا إِمْرًا So they both proceeded, till when they embarked the ship, he scuttled it. Moses said, Have you scuttled it in order to drown its people? Verily, you have committed an evil thing. قال ألم أقل إنك لن تستطيع معي صبرا. Khadr said, Did I not tell you that you would not be able to have patience with me? قال لا تؤاخذني بما نسيت ولا ترهقني من أمري عسرا. Moses said, Call me not to account for what I forgot, and be not hard upon me for my affair. فَانْطَلَقَا حَتَّى إِذَا لَقِيَا غُلَامًا فَقَتَلَهُ قَالَ أَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا زَكِيَّةً بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ قَالَ أَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا زَكِيَّةً بِغَيْرِ نَفْسٍ لَقَدْ جِئْتَ شَيْئًا نُكْرًا Then they both proceeded till they met a boy. He killed him. Moses said, Have you killed an innocent person who had killed none? Verily, you have committed a prohibited evil thing. Khadr said, Did I not tell you that you can have no patience with me? Moses said, If I ask you anything after this, keep me not in your company. You have received an excuse from me. فَانْطَلَقَا حَتَّى 
يا أهل قرية استطعما أهلها فأبوا أن يضيفوهما فأبوا أن يضيفوهما فوجدا فيها جدارا يريد أن ينقض فأقامه قال لو شئت لاتخذت عليه أجرا Then they both proceeded, till when they came to the people of a town, they asked them for food, but they refused to entertain them. Then they found therein a wall about to collapse, and he set it up straight. Moses said, If you had wished, surely you could have taken wages for it. قال هذا فراق بيني وبينك سأنبئك بتأويل ما لم تستطع عليه صبرا Qadr said This is the parting between me and you I will tell you the interpretation of those things over which you are unable to hold patience أما السفينة فكانت لمساكين يعملون في البحر فأردت أن أعيبها وكان وراءهم ملك يأخذ كل سفينة غصبا As for the ship, it belonged to poor people working in the sea. So I wished to make a defective damage in it, as there was a king after them who seized every ship by force. وَأَمَّا الْغُلَامُ فَكَانَ أَبَوَاهُ مُؤْمِنَيْنِ فَخَشِيْنَا أَنْ يُرْهِقَهُمَا طُغْيَانًا وَكُفْرًا And as for the boy, his parents were believers, and we feared lest he should oppress them by rebellion and disbelief. فَأَرَدْنَا So we intended that their Lord should change him for them for one better in righteousness and nearer to mercy. And as for the wall, it belonged to two orphan boys in the town, and there was under it a treasure belonging to them, and their father was a righteous man. And your Lord intended that they should attain their age of full strength and take out their treasure as a mercy from your Lord. And I did it not of my own accord. That is the interpretation of those things over which you could not. Sadaqallahu uh, Lazim, this is a longish section for today, for this program. Uh, let's see how much we can cover today, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. <laughs> so some of the ayahs that we uh, we have listened to the recitation uh, we have already covered. Uh, just just a little summary of where from, from a layman's understanding of what I've understood of the surah so far. Uh, so this surah deals with 
um, uh, trying to understand that there is knowledge that exists which is not acquired knowledge. Mm-hmm. There, there is uh, a whole world of meaning which we don't understand and some of it gets revealed to us, some of it, uh, some of it we understand and some of it we don't. And trying to make sense of all the things, uh, we as people of faith need to know that there is hidden reason in everything that we see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the actions that are taking place, all the events that are taking place in front of us, uh, there is a bigger meaning behind it. Sometimes we understand and sometimes mm-hmm. we don't. Mm-hmm. And this uh, section of Surah Kahf, um, coming to terms with what we're witnessing now in COVID, in the situation that we're in, uh, we will try to understand through the story how to make sense of this. Mm-hmm. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. So, I mean, this obviously, when I started discussing the Surah Al-Kahf, um, I mentioned that there's certain overarching themes, there's certain general core messages that are in this um, specific chapter. It's a very special chapter. It's very very much like, um, I think, like a chapter like Surah Yusuf, which is unique in terms of having a narrative of a complete prophet through the beginning and end of his life. This chapter is unique because... It, it's dealing with <clears throat> characters and uh, personalities that are outside the normal realm of um, the revelation which are agreed upon prophets. So the prophet Khidr is understood to be a prophet by most, but there's a discussion about whether he is a prophet. There's a discussion about, there's no discussion about the seven sleepers or the, or the sleepers mm-hmm. of Sahab al-Kahf. There's a whole discussion about the Qarnayn. And the other thing about this chapter is that it, it, it breaks our understanding of different of certain um, givens that we have, certain um, things that we believe are set and are unchangeable, such as time, for example. In, in the story of the people of the Greek, the cave, our concept of time is, 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 is completely overturned. In this specific section, we will have a complete overturning of our conception of of cause and effect, of reasoning, of wisdom, of what happens for what reason. In other words, we know something is wrong because when we do it, it gives off a result which we expect to be wrong, and therefore we say it's wrong. So why, if I have this phone, if I throw it against the wall, it's it's being um, it's being wasteful of mm. something. If I have food and I spill it into the street, it's the same thing. If I have a, a sharp metal object and I hit somebody with it is considered to be dangerous because we, we know that all those actions have an effect. They cause something. And this specific section is showing you that what we understand to be cause and effect, we shouldn't assume that it's always cause and effect in relation to God's knowledge and wisdom. That something could happen which we, from our perspective of the law or, or science or cause and effect or causality, will be something that leads to a bad end. But if you look at it from an even wider perspective in terms of wisdom and the ultimate end of things, then we have no real right to make that judgment. But what's interesting is it doesn't tell you, the chapter is not going to tell you you should live your life based upon what you think or assume is the wisdom. Mm -hmm. But you have to still live your life based upon the natural laws of cause and effect of the law of the land or the, the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of what we know you cannot do. 
So the red light, you don't go through the red, red light because there there's a chance that in the opposite direction somebody's coming you don't see, which causes a, a crash, for example. It's a way of mitigating and, and decreasing car accidents, for example. You don't say, well, I can go through this red light because the other person that was coming through who I'm going to crash into was going to do something evil and therefore, you know, I was allowed to go through this red light. You can't make that judgment at all. Mm-hmm. So what the purpose of this is to show you and to put your heart at rest that ultimately God in his actions <clears throat> is wise beyond what you can understand to be the case. And the way that happens is the prophet who is considered to be the, the, the prophet or outward knowledge, exoteric outward knowledge of the law of the scripture of right and wrong is now going to meet with a person who is the master of esoteric knowledge which is hidden knowledge or which is things that are beyond our understanding and essentially what you have is the meeting of the two things Mm. external knowledge which is information and internal spiritual knowledge which is hidden when they come together in a sense what you have is a complete encompassing of what God's knowledge does, which is it encompasses esoteric and exoteric, internal, hidden, and external apparent knowledge. And that's why the Majmal Bahrain is so in- interesting because they come together at this specific place, which is the two oceans, but the two oceans can also be a metaphor for the two types of knowledge that they come up with. And that is essentially an indication of the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah is al haq Allah is the true, and what He informs of us as of is absolute truth at all times. And so what we have is the humbling of Prophet Musa, which we talked about previously, and the fact that Khidr, when he, when he approached, was approached by Musa, he says, you're not able to have patience with me, saying that, وَكَيْفَ تَصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا لَمْ تُحِتْ بِهِ خُبْرًا Which is very important. How can you have patience with something? That your your knowledge not your experience is not encompass experience khubra khibra yeah khibra is like khibra. having experience of something so essentially you don't have experience of the future so how can you understand this so the prophet Musa feeling that the prophet Khidr is saying look you're not cut out for this right away he says qala satajiduni inshaAllahu sabira you'll find me inshaAllah patient. And I won't go against your command. You know, mm-hmm. I won't rebel against what you're doing. I'll be obedient, listening, hearing, and silent. Alsi is like this kind of person that rebels. And so, okay. that's exactly what's going to happen here. So, he, so Khidr, what does he say? So, this is interesting. In, in Arabic, qala. فَإِن In is interesting here In means Okay, if you do Which is different in Arabic Than you say إِذَا إِذَا تَبَعْتَنِي Which is when you follow me He's still think, saying to him Look, I don't think you can follow me Because if you follow me mm-hmm. You have an option Follow or not follow At this point Khidr is presenting to him the, fact, the plausible fact That you can turn back And in fact You probably will turn back so all of this is very precarious where even in his language, obviously it's Arabic, they weren't speaking Arabic at the time, um, the language is really humbling Musa because if the, if the Prophet Musa is saying, I'm going to follow you and I'll be patient 
and I won't, will not go against your command. And then Khidr says, well, if you do, and you, the Prophet Musa could at that point say, what do you mean if I do? I am going to. So this all humbling, all humbling to the Prophet Musa. He said, and, and the Khidr says, If you do follow me, فَلَا تَسْأَلْنِي عَنْ شَيْءٍ Don't inquire about anything that I do. حَتَّى أُحْدِثَ لَكَ مِنْهُ ذِكْرَى Until I myself preempt that and inform you of it from myself. I remind you of what the reason is. And that's that's it. فَانْطَلَقَى And then that's it, they're off. So the humbling has happened, the meeting has happened, and then they set off. انطلقة is to just set off um, on, on an errand. حَتَّى إِذَا رَكِبَ This is the first story. Until they both um, alight when embarking on a, on a ship. خَرَقَهَا It's like the Arabic is so interesting. They get on it and he just tears it apart. Mm. It's not as if they get on it and then they sit and then something happens and then over a period of time he decides to. It's the, the idea of testing. You know the idea of he's, he, the Prophet Musa says, um, سَتَجِدُونِي إِنْشَاءَ اللَّهُ صَابِرًا Sabr is like this thing of having patience. And how does he test him? They get on the, the boat. رَكِبَ فِي السَّفِينَةِ خَرَقَهَا Gets onto the, onto the ship and just tears it, scutt- scuttles it, which means it basically t- takes some of the, of the um, wood away, which means it's going to be made a hole in it essentially. And then right away, قَالَ أَخَرَقْتَهَا Right away, like this is so fast. Sabr. So this idea of sabr, the Prophet Moses said, I'm going to be patient. The Prophet Khidr, you know, it's almost like, um, you know, like a child says, I'll, I'll do what you, you say, except don't eat any chocolate, blah, blah, blah. And then you right away put chocolate right in front of the child. So you test the person right away and they're unable to be patient and you prove your point that you're not being a good child. Yeah. Like you promise you wouldn't eat more chocolate. We agreed and you said, I promise, I promise. And then right away you you put it there and the child picks up and eats it. Yeah. Like it's self it's self <clears throat> it's self fulfilling, but it also proves the point that you're not able to be patient. And so what the Prophet Musa says is, Have you um damaged the ship? Ahlaha so that such that the, the people on the ship will die, will sink, will drown. imra. And not only that, not only is he questioning, he said he basically says to him, You've done something evil. Imra is like objectionable, evil, and detestable. Hmm. So forget being patient, forget not asking. He's not only asked, but he's taken a moral position on this and he has basically you know, proven the fact that he needs to learn lots of different things. Qala alam aqul innaka lam lan sabra. He says to him, "Did I not tell you that you would not be able to have patience with me?" So this right away, you know, round one is very quickly um, to Khidr because right away he gives him the bait to object. He objects. And then, not only objects, then he, he casts an aspersion upon Khidr that he's done something evil. And that's him caught. And the Prophet Khidr says, قَالَ أَلَمْ أَقُلْ إِنَّكَ لَن صَبْرًا Right away, he gives him the, 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 the judgment. And then the Prophet Musa then, right away says, call me not to account for what I forgot. I forgot, in other words, he promised. 
you will find me insha'Allah sabira. You will find me insha'Allah of the patient. And it's almost as if he forgot. Like how can you forget something that you promised? That is essentially the whole the whole um, parable of this story is the the the. the the need of the Prophet Musa والسلام, the fragility of his knowledge, and the fact that he forgets. So how can he be the most knowledgeable? So each part of the story, this idea of this being the most knowledgeable person is being undermined. He says, don't take me to account for what I forgot, and be not hard upon me um, for my affair with you. فَانْطَلَقَ And then off to go again. فَانْطَلَقَ is so interesting. Both of them go off until they meet a young man or a boy فَقَتَلَ Meet and kill Get onto the ship Sheikh, where are we on? We're on verse 74 74 So what's interesting here is فَانْتَلَقَ حَتَّى إِذَا لَقِيَ So the interesting here is they get on the ship and he and he damages it Yeah They meet a child kills it Like no, no preamble no indication of any background or reasoning logic قَالَ Right away the Prophet Musa remonstrates and demonstrates on this point. He says, you kill a soul which is pure for no reason, you know, not for a thing that is done. At this time you've come up with something that is dreadful. You know, something that is unknown. Nukra is, is something that is, um, you would say something that is Unknown hmm. to be to be acceptable, like off the scale. So nakira and nukra in Arabic is something that is not known, is unidentifiable. Because of it being unidentifiable, is something that you you don't want to know about. It's like the um, a story of the Prophet Ibrahim wasalam, He's met with um, two angels who come to him to bless to to give him the news of a child. Um, when the Prophet Musa sees them, he says to them that you are qawmun munkarun. You are you are a people who are munkar, meaning unknown. And from that, you always have munkar and nakir. Munkar and nakir are the two angels that come into your grave who question you. They're called munkar and nakir because they're unknown and they're dreadful because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the dark, you f- you see something all of a sudden. You know, like horror movies. The whole the whole. Um, the whole suspense in horror movies is a, is a darkness where you don't know what's behind the shadow. And because you don't know what's behind the shadow, it, it forebodes of fear and danger. Mm. And essentially what's what's happening here is you did something that is so unknown that it's, it's actually morally reprehensible. And then the Prophet Khidr says again, قَالَ أَلَمْ أَقُلْ Did I not say لَكَ to you إِنَّكَ لَن تَسْتَتِعَ مَعْيَ صبرا, That you will never be able or you will not be able to remain in patience with me. And and therefore, you know, he's dropped, he's fallen twice, failed twice in the first two tests, he's failed. Mm-hmm. And then the Prophet Musa says, if I ask you anything after this, keep me not in your company. In other words, the first time you would have said, well, that's, I promise. Second mm-hmm. time he says, look, if I do it again, I'll leave your presence. And And what's interesting here is, uh, now this is interesting because remember you were talking about Ilm Laduni. Yeah. Ilm Laduni, what was that? Ilm Laduni was 
um, knowledge that's from Allah. This, he's going to talk about something which is Milladunni um, Udra. So, uh, reflections with Sheikh Razwan Muhammad. Time just now is 8.36. Iftar today is going to be at 9.21. Uh, 9.21. And inshallah, we will pick up the conversation from where we stopped just before the ad break. Uh, Sheikh, we were talking. We just started talking about ilm uh, al-dunni. Is that? Yes. Yeah, so, because there was the, the knowledge um, of al-dunni, the, the knowledge that we don't know about. Actually, today, this morning, I was uh, talking to someone about this. Uh, that what we covered, and they had listened to the conversation. They actually mm. texted me, mm. and they couldn't fully understand what we meant. What's the difference between just an insight and is this a special form which is well defined in Sharia that we, or Sharia or from scholars that we know? How do we categorize this ilm as Ladunni ilm and how important for it is for us to know what the type of ilm this is? Mm. Yeah, so I mean, the reason I kind of before the advertising break, we I kind of stopped in halfway was because I noticed. Um, Ilm Ladunni, which we kind of classified and it came from um, the, the previous um, verse, verse 65, in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He found a, a servant from amongst our servants who had been given mercy, min from ourselves, ilma, and we'd, we'd taught him from our presence a knowledge. So we call that Ilm Ladunni. So And there's also, what I understood was, you know, just came to me when I was reading this next section, which is the Prophet Musa. Um, he knew contrast the contrast between outward, inward knowledge, um, exoteric, esoteric. Um, so, verse seventy-six, Prophet Musa says, "If I ask you about anything after this, falatu sahibni, don't keep my company." Qad balaqta miladunni udra, and this is. Udhr ladunni So we have ilm ladunni And we have udhr ladunni Ah, okay So ilm ladunni is knowledge from Allah And this is um, Excuse From yourself Interesting okay. So I'm not, read, I'm not actually read this But it just came to me Because the Quran it, There's a kind of mirroring of the words here um, and I've never heard Udr Ladunni. I just kind of I was thinking they were trying to construct mm. it in Arabic. Qad Balagta Min Ladunni Udra. Yeah, so what comes, I mean, if you could develop that, what comes out of Ilm Ladunni is wisdom, is in, 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 intuition. Let, let me just is, try to understand it through my. No, I'm trying to understand it. So before I lose, forget what I'm going to say. Yeah. Let me fi- finish what I'm going to say. Um, what is contrasted here is quite interesting because our understanding of wisdom is ba- or divine wisdom is based upon God uncovering for us what the wisdom is. And that's the nature of God. God is wise, God is knowledgeable, God, God is aware of every single thing. And so the things that happen, essentially there's a deep, deep wisdom in them as we'll see in this story. We've already seen that a child has been killed, um, a, a, a ship has been wrecked. And that is going to be on the base of ilm ladunni, divinely inspired, not divinely inspired, God's source knowledge. God's source knowledge. Because yesterday I said, I didn't say inspired, God sourced. Yeah. 
Um, so that'll answer your question of what the person asked, which is inspirational knowledge. Um, we'll come back to that. But the thing here is, that's contrasted. Ilm Ladunni is contrasted with Udr Ladunni, which is the human's, uh, human source excuse. God source knowledge. So God sourced knowledge, which is this special knowledge is from God. And then you contrast that with Udr Ladunni, which is human sourced excuses. So these excuses, people always make excuses about their why they don't do things or why they make mistakes and and why they're unable to do certain things and all this list of things that come up and they come up for the simple reason that they they don't they're not effectual in their actions or they didn't believe in what they were they were going to do they didn't think it would happen their knowledge was insufficient for 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 planning for something and then they come up with all these excuses and where's the excuse comes from it comes from the human and so the 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 kind of the need is on the part of the human, not on the part of God. The excuse comes from the part of the human, not on the part of God. And the and the and the kind of um, incapacity and lack of sufficiency comes from the human, not from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And so what's being done is the ilm ladunni is the the source that you should attach yourself to, which is you you leave the things like in the COVID situation. You leave the things that are the business of God to God, but you don't make the excuses to change it. Mm. So people always say, well, you know, God has allowed this to happen and therefore there's nothing we can do. The thing that is, is exactly what you call an excuse, which is an excuse not to act and change things. So what's happening here is you might not know the wisdom behind something, but the human nature is of a, of a type which always pushes you towards Udhar. Ladunni Udhar. Yeah. Udhar Ladunni. So, Ilm Ladunni, Udhar Ladunni, because that's the way the construction in the Arabic is. Mm. And essentially, that, 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 that leads, leads to a very deep understanding of what this, this specific part of this Surah Al-Kahf is all about, which is a human being is, is, is in need, um, like Surah Al-Insan, we talked about this before. Like the reason why you're not worthy of being mentioned is that you always you're 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 not self-sufficient. You're always in need, and you're 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 actually um, surplus to requirement. Essentially, that's where you you die. You you you, you become. You're to surplus be, to requirement. Like because you're not needed for the universe to exist. Wow. I know you like to think you're important. But you're essentially, it's, I mean, everyone's surplus to requirement because the whole point, the reason, the only thing that's not is God. Yeah. Do you understand? That's the kind of idea of Qayyum. That's the idea of Samad. That's the idea of Baqi. That's the idea of Al-Awwal. They all resonate with this idea that essentially, That everything upon it disappears. And what remains is the countenance of Allah. So the other comes from a person that isn't that isn't constantly trying to justify their their justify their existence on earth, and you know, justify that they know more things. And, and this is why the Prophet Musa was claiming to have be the most knowledgeable. And so that is one aspect of it, which is you know this this this, this specific part of the story is all about contrast, exoteric, esoteric, internal knowledge, hidden knowledge, the meeting of the two oceans. 
And essentially some scholars talk about the fact that when you understand the coming of the two oceans together, you have re- reached reality, which is Allah Haqiqah. So, you know, in, in, in Tasawwuf and the spiritual path in Islam, and Ibn Taymiyyah has talked about this, in fact, in his commentary on Ghunyat al-Talibin of Abdul Qadir Jilani, rahimahullah, he talks about the fact that you have the Sharia, which is the outward form, you have the Tariqah, which is the pathway you use to follow a spiritual method, which is fasting and praying and vigils and dhikr and service and all these things. And then once you bring them together, you get haqiqah, which is reality. You can't just be a person who follows the outward law and you can't also just be a person that follows the inward spiritual path. Um, you have to be a person that brings them together. So mm. this is why Imam Malik radiallahu said that uh, whoever um, follows the sharia and does not follow the, the haqiqah Essentially, it turns into a fasiq, and whoever follows the the the, the haqiqa and doesn't follow the sharia ends up turn, going going into zandaqa, which is heresy. And he says the person that joins them has arrived at the goal. And so Imam Malik was essentially articulating what we all know, which is Islam is made up of Islam, iman, ihsan, all these things, mm-hmm. and that's where your purity comes. And so the question you were asking about. Um, What's the difference between ilm ladunni and in and, and firasa? Was it firasa? Firasa. Intuition. Um, intuition is cultivated by the person, hmm. by their belief, by their actions, by their um, fear of God. And in in a sense, what happens is the more you're sincere in your worship, the more that you are blessed with intuition um, from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. As a result of the c- committing yourself to the contract. Of obedience, um, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Fear God, and He will teach you." Allah. If you have fear, Allah will teach you. In other words, part of that teaching is not that He will teach you. You know, you got your exam coming up for engineering that's been delayed, or you've got this examination for medical school, or anything. It is you're a taxi driver. The new um, kind of examination on your knowledge of the maps. That's not what God's going to teach you. God is going to teach you intuition. But ilm ladunni is, is like a thunderbolt. It is just without any preparation. And God does not have to remain bound by your effort to get intuition. It's like, um, you know, in Aqidah they talk about the fact that Allah, and Mullah Liqari talks about this in his Fikr Akbar, he says that, you know, um, Allah can take two people. And if you imagine two people live the same life, the same life, in terms of experience, the same actions they did in life, the same faith that they had, God could do different things to them in the hereafter. Because mm-hmm. God, it's up to God. Like one of them can't say, well, you know, this person, the other person got a higher state in, in paradise than myself. Why? God is God. That's like, dunni means it's for God to gen- give his generosity to whoever he pleases. Mm. You know, you know, it's a f- funny story. When I was studying at, um, in, in Syria, uh, you know, I used to get fairly good marks. And then one of the students said, "Why is he getting good marks all the time?" Mm-hmm. And my Sheikh Sheikh Omar um, uh, Al Misri he said, "Because he wears glasses." <laughs> it was so funny. The whole class started laughing. He goes, "In the Sahib Nawarat, he goes, he wears glasses. That's the reason I give him more marks." His, his point was, it's up to me. If I want to give him, because I like him, yeah, he'll yeah. give it. But essentially he's saying, look, 
None your business. <laughs> I'm the boss. It was yeah. so funny because I, I was like so embarrassed. And yeah. then, you know, he was one step ahead. So his teacher is one step ahead. He's not going to say, oh, he, look, I'll show you his paper and he did all this. He just said, he's, he's, got, he's got glasses on, you haven't got glasses on. And obviously the person would say that's, that's irrational and that's unjust. And I'm going to make a complaint about your marking. Yeah. But what, what happens here is, but Ilm Ladunni is... The point here is as well that Ilm Ladunni is... There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason. But the point is, he's saying, look, I'm the teacher, I'm in charge, so I can essentially do what I want. Ilm Ladunni is what God gives without there being a reason for God to have done it. And so mm. why does he give it to Khidr and not the Prophet Musa? <clears throat> he's giving it to Khidr to teach a lesson to Musa. Not because Khidr essentially deserves it, mm. but because he's made into this um, nemesis of the Prophet Musa, this kind of opposite of him, to point out his own need to be elevated. And so that's kind of, you know, that's what you kind of get in this whole section is that Ilm Ladunni is very much only God's prerogative and God's choice and there is no idea of, you know, fear God and God will teach you. So there is Ilm Ladunni and there is Uzr Ladunni. And Uzr Ladunni is from an excuse that we all know well. No, we, we're, pre, we're predisposed to doing that. Excuses come from the human human situation. Ilm Ladunni is something that is divine and is granted. What we have to bring to the party is excuses. Yeah. So God's is generosity and he gives knowledge to whoever he pleases. What we do is we give excuses to ourselves. Like we have nothing to give anybody. We have just excuses. And we are surplus. We're, we're surplus to. We're surplus because it's like a battery. You know, I like haven't yeah. heard that before. And that's like. No, no, like. You know, I, like I think a that, that's a real understanding of the, the triviality of insan. It's trivial. I mean, you are in yourself immense. Like, there's many poets of, of, of our spiritual masters that say that you have within yourself. Encompass the whole of, whole of the cosmos. Yeah, it's either me. You are and very God. important. Yeah, so the only two people exist, right? Me mm-hmm. and my God. Mm-hmm. Nothing else exists. Yeah. Everything else is a, a perception. Mm. Uh, it, it's it's a veil. Something happening behind mm. the veil. We we just they don't actually exist. Mm. So I mean, essentially, people do exist. You can't say people don't exist, but the issue of surplus means it's like a battery. You know, is once it's used, it's expended. Why do people come into life and and die? Because they're not. You're not necessary for the universe to keep rotating. Doesn't matter yeah. who, how important you think you are. Um, your own destiny is, goes with yourself. Well, that's an important. Po- I mean, that's not just. An, that's a very difficult point to understand mm-hmm. in its entirety. That how important we are, and yet we are, as you termed, surplus. Surplus. We're surplus. But remember, the whole point of religion is that you are so important that God makes mention of you. When you make mention of God, yeah. When I asked you earlier on this in this program, not today, uh, I think um, about people who pass away, and they, mm. we know that their their siblings or their children, they know that they were quite a bit in trouble mm-hmm. with relationship with people with mm. God. They, they weren't termed as good people, uh-huh. but if they had the sharaf to be on this earth, that's enough. Mm. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave them the honor. To mm. eat and drink and walk on this earth. Mm-hmm. That in itself is an honor. Yeah, it's, it's like Muhammad Ali. He said that, um, you know, this idea is honor. And he says, the, the, the service to others is the rent that you pay for your place on earth. 
So you have, you have to you have to know that you, God has honored you by being on earth. You have to do something now. You have to pay some rent, which is he essentially says a service and gratitude to other people. <coughs> and what's interesting is you're surplus, but you, on the other hand, you are the center of the universe because if you know that that when you remember God, that God remembers you, then that shows that even a sur- something that is surplus to requirement is the center of God's attention at a very sp- any any moment in time. Every one of us. So if you sincerely make mention of Allah, you know, it's like some of the scholars said, you know, how can I not be grateful to Allah when I know that if I remember Him, He remembers me? You know, how can you not be grateful that um, you think of the greatest person on earth that you can say, well, I've got His number, direct number or her number. Whenever I want to phone, I can contact them. That is, you'll be so proud Guarantee you'll walk about the streets of Glasgow or wherever you're listening from, thinking, "Well, I might not have much money. I might have a really difficult life, but I just need to speed dial this individual, and I get connected right away without having to wait." Essentially, that's your relationship to Allah. That you're surplus, you are you're needy, you're fasting, you're needing to break the fast, but you know you have the relationship with Allah that is a complete um, fast track. To communication with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that's despite the udhr The need that you have This constant excuse that you will make For why you didn't pray enough Why didn't you help people enough Why you didn't try hard enough You know the human situation is made up of excuses In terms of relationships with other people Or your professional life Or your you know, your, your, your social life And all the rest of it It's all excuses They're all excuses We have so many excuses in all of them Yeah, yeah So if we were to be pulled up about every day that we do why you didn't try harder? We are going to have ex- excuses. Very few there, people. There is no excuse which is a genuine excuse. There, there's a, excuse is not excuses, genuine. No, there, no, there are, hurdles, no, are genuine. But genuine people don't use excuses. Okay. There's lots of excuses. Like the reason, I mean, excuse is a reason, isn't it? Why you didn't do something. And a reason is perfectly acceptable. But but um, p- good people or people that are genuine don't use excuses because they know is it, it doesn't give it doesn't help in any way. You just get on with it, you know. And that's what is interesting here because you don't want to constantly give excuses for your actions. Hmm. Who are you giving excuses to? Like if you come to the day of judgment, you'll find that. They'll, they'll, they'll be people giving excuses When you find yourself giving Which is the kuffar The kuffar will give excuses Why they didn't Send me back yeah. Send me back to earth So I can act Atmal salih I can act in, in, in actions of goodness So difference between reason and excuse hmm? A reason is just a logical I mean why were you late Because it was a, it was a traffic jam Well you could have set off early I, I set up at a normal time That a person was set off And the reason I didn't get here Was a specific thing it becomes an excuse when the nafs comes into it. Because this is why I was mentioning, udhar here is not reason, it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. So the Prophet Musa is giving an excuse. The, give the, a reason. the reason was his temptation of knowing what he wasn't supposed to know at that time. Yes, yes. He was supposed to observe, mm-hmm. digest. See, what the reason could have been is, he's, he could have said, look, you've, he give the reason. You, he says, Have you killed a, a pure soul without any reason? That's a reason. Hmm. But his excuses for 
breaking the promise. Because hmm. he said, you will find me inshaAllah sabira. You will find me patient. He wasn't patient. He's not going to give a reason. His reason is non-existent. He doesn't have a reason for not being patient because we, he knows that he's going he's to be up in situations where he can't be patient. So then he brings an excuse. I actually missed someone having in the studio to discuss <laughs> the comprehension of the point I've comprehended, I think I have at this point. I used to have Babur Saab or somebody else in the studio <laughs> to to now kind of erupt my Urdu and just say, oh, ye aa gaya. And yeah, so this point of ecstasy arrives almost in every program. Uh, and this Qad Balagta Milladunni Udra is another one of those moments where you, you feel, subhanAllah, you know, this is something absolutely different something new that you have uh, kind of um, uncovered. So the meaning of uzr, the meaning of excuse and ex- making excuses are man-source excuses. Hmm. It as, comes from the human psyche. It comes from the human psyche. Yeah, as, uh, just the contrast of the, the beautiful gift one can get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ilm ladunni, which is a, a God-source hmm. knowledge. صلوا عليه وآله بلغ الأولى بكماله كشفت دجا بجماله حسنت جميع خصاله صلوا عليه وآله صلوا عليه وآله uh, Reflections uh, Just before the break we were talking about excuses excuses, excuses, excuses and I didn't have an excuse not to mute this at time so excuses People make excuses, um, and what I learned, I'm still in awe with that learning. Um, still in awe with what happened just 10 minutes ago. Uh, it's a different world that has opened, at least for me, and I'm sure hundreds of listeners or whoever is listening to it attentively. But the question is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has introduced a form of knowledge which is ladunni ilm the ilm which is for which the source is God himself and no one else and in contrast there is this quality or maybe what's the word not the quality the, the, the attribute that we as humans have is having ascribing our incompetence to a reason in our own mind that we didn't do this because of this and this and this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in this surah, surah kahf, that it is uzr ladunni. Hmm. Uh, and uzr ladunni is something that we need to learn what that is and maybe not fall prey to it. Hmm. Especially in this situation that we are in. Hmm. And maybe we need to find an example in Prophet Sallallahu life how he والسلام, warned us against this kind of attitude in life mm. and the du'as he may have taught us mm. to escape this uh, mindset mm. that keeps us in inefficiencies uh, keeping us inept not taking right action correct action and right amount of action when it is required 
or doing wrong things or right things at the wrong time. Mm. So the thing about the, the seerah of the Prophet is that you know that balance, obviously the Qur'an informed his life, the Qur'an informed the way he thought, he, he, he acted, he felt. And so reading and having being in reception of Surah Al-Kahf, for example, he would have understood exactly what he was supposed to do relating to ilm ladunni and udr ladunni. Mm. Do you understand that balance? What is the balance there? And as you say correctly, it should manifest itself in the Prophet's life, which is the acknowledgement of knowledge which is beyond our capacity, which is ultimately unveiling the reason and wisdom behind things that we don't accept happening, happening. And on the other hand, resisting that human trait of other ladunni, which is the, 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 the excuse that emanates from our own selves, the constant preoccupation with providing excuses for our own actions. Mm. And so this, remember this, this chapter is a Meccan chapter, this is Surah Al-Kahf. It comes, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, it comes at the watershed moment, that kind of tidal change. You know the tide starts changing and the wind starts changing. When you see something is, is you know, in Scotland, I mean if you're from Glasgow, you're listening from Glasgow, you'll know, you know, it happens quickly, but you know the weather's just a bit changed. I remember my mother was sitting in the front garden and she got me to get her a bench, move it from one side of the garden to another. And uh, because I put it on one side and she said, um, cha, you know, the kind of the shadows yeah, the shadow. there, so it's, it feels a bit cold. She said, So I put it on that side and I said, when the sun um, sets, you're going to tell me to put it in Pakistan. <laughs> she said, stop laughing. Because the reality is that, you know, um, you know, things change and you have to, there's a kind of, you know in Scotland that there's a time when the weather changes and it changed within five minutes she was sitting in the house. Yeah. Because it was nice and warm and then it's cold and then she's back in the house. Back in the house, yeah. And um, the reason I'm mentioning that is change. Yes, Surat al-Kahf is, is, is a watershed. It's that moment when you see a change in the Meccan period between the Quraysh being on the offensive to being a bit more defensive and fearful of the Prophet because they realize that they need outside help, the, the, the Jewish rabbis and all the rest of the things we talked about. And so this comes at that point, that middle point in the Prophet's life. And it comes just before um, the Amul Huzn, which is the year of, 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 of sadness, the year of, you know, Huzn is, as I said before, I explained that it's something to do with your mental disposition of negativity related to past events. So it's in, in, in psychology they talk, talk about it in terms of depression about you know you're sad about something happening in the past um, as, a, as, a, as opposed to ham which is to do with something in the future which is mm-hmm. um, anxiety and so the Prophet in that year just after Surah Al-Kahf was revealed and Surah Al-Najm was revealed he went through the you know the Amul Huzn and after the Amul Huzn he went to Ta'if and in Ta'if he um presented the message and when he presented the message he was repulsed and 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 you know, he wouldn't say humiliated but he was he was um expelled you know forcefully by children and 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 the 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 have nots of ta'if not the elders not the haves not the people that are wealthy in other words they didn't even feel it was it was relevant that they came out and told him to leave so you know like that is that is belittling that you don't come yourself, you send somebody 
you know, insignificant to do your job. And what happens at that point is you get this perfect, you know, this comes to mind is that the perfect balance between understanding ilm ladunni, which is God's ultimate knowledge of things, and the ultimate dis- um, um, resistance of finding excuses. Because you have the dua, the famous dua in Ta'if is the Prophet praises Allah and and extols Allah's um, virtues and, and mentions Allah in the most beautiful way. And then he says that If your if if your anger is not directed towards me, um, and that's ilm ladunni because we don't know whether the Prophet's being there was as a result of God's anger towards him that he wasn't giving the message properly or not. The Prophet said that's ilm ladunni. That's between that's your knowledge that um, you can grant me, but I don't need to have it. But La ubali is I won't make an excuse. I don't mind. What normally people would do is make an excuse. Mm. Is they didn't listen to me, they didn't give me time to, to explain, they sent out the servants and the children, the X, Y, and Z, excuse after excuse after excuse. And essentially to God, he would have had much a justification. You could have said, I've just lost my wife. My uncle who protected me died and I've been thrown out of Mecca. What do you expect me to do? That's a perfect opportunity to give excuses, which is, I've had a hard time up until now, and give me a break. Excuse, isn't it? That's an excuse. Frosman did not do that. He said, if you're not angry with me, if you have no wrath directed towards me, la ubali, that's the perfect resistance of making excuses with the acceptance and understanding of the fact that God is ultimately knowledgeable. And the Prophet understood that from ilm ladunni because ilm ladunni is is a, is a point where if you have it you can realize the futility of excuse making because that is essentially your you are understand the 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 limited capacity and nature of excuse making for your relationship with Allah so, subhanahu wa ta'ala so, so sheer knowledge of uh, this realm that mm-hmm. it exists we can't mm-hmm. always rationalize what's happening mm-hmm. but we should know that Something that happens has a reason. Has a reason, and inshallah, that's what we'll be covering in Shabbat Surah Al-Kahf. Each of the two, we've discovered two of the, the the episodes. The third episode is of a of a wall that it requires to be repaired. Again, then we'll see the reasons, hmm. not the excuses. We'll see the reasons, divine reasons why things are happening, which then is an eye opener. The ilm ladunni is really something that's beyond our capacity to understand. We leave the listeners with this track and uh, Gems of Wisdom followed by Adhan at 9.21 until tomorrow 8pm with Sheikh Rizwan. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.